Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Yes, and today is a mini episode. I totally just held in a burp through the entire intro. Good job. Thank you. That was impressive. Did I sound weird? No. Oh, okay, good, because I was like, don't burp, don't burp, don't burp. (laughs) You made it. Congratulations. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Okay, so... I've got a couple of things today. Nothing profoundly upsetting. Mine's pretty upsetting. So should really? I go first? Yes. Okay, so I I don't know as much about this as I wanted to, but my friend Kenna sent me this, like, now this video about these um, Chinese internment camps. For Muslim people? The Muslim people, mm-hmm. yeah. So they, I, I watched that video, so I'll talk a little bit about that first. This woman whose last name is Anwar <clears throat> talks about how they go to these camps and they're like forced to renounce their religion. Like they're in their cells chanting, there's no such thing as religion. All hail the Chinese, the Chinese state. And like they're just being brainwashed and they're working. And like a lot of times they're making sportswear. And there was this company called Badger, Badger Sportswear. That was getting um, clothing for, like, college wear and Mm -hmm. college sports teams and things like that. And they said that the company will stop getting their clothing from that source while they're investigating. But apparently they were getting it from these camps. I mean, good. I'm glad that now they know that that they're going to stop doing that. But there's, like, an entire issue with, with, and I'm guilty of this, of course. We're sitting in my closet. You see the things that I own. But there is an entire problem with fast fashion and not being aware of where we get things. Exactly. Even so much as, like, our cell phones, you know what I mean? Our cell phones or anything we buy from Forever 21 or anything we buy from any of... We, like, why are they so cheap? Like, that's why. That's why, yeah. And they're being paid little to nothing. If they are being paid, they're not able to, like, even afford the simplest things. Right. And... There are, they're saying that it's estimated about like one million Muslims are detained. Mm-hmm. They're saying that in what is it, East? My notes are all over the place. That's okay. East Turkestan, they're saying that like it's like empty. It's like 80% of the civilians there are gone. And she was saying that like if you are from this place, you know somebody who are in one of these camps and they're turning like schools and factories into these camps. But the Chinese authorities call these camps training centers that offer free training for Muslim people and for, I'm going to say these words wrong, I'm so sorry, Kazakhs. And then there's another one, which is like U- Uyghurs. Oh, I don't know. U-I-G-H-U-R-S. Again, I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce anything. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so I can't help you. They are saying it's a plan to bring minorities into a modern civilized world and oh. eliminate poverty. Whoa. Whoa. Holy racism. Whoa. Massive amount of racism there. What um, the fuck? But so are, are they thinking that they're putting them in these camps essentially because they will not renounce their faith? Is That's that what's happening? That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out because I was reading these articles and I'm like 
I'm assuming that it's that they will renounce their faith, give over to the Chinese government, and kind of, like, be brainwashed, basically. But I'm not really sure why. Well, and this- there's not a whole lot of information because I was reading how the Chinese media is so intense that they can kind of, like filter out what the rest of the world knows about because it's now finally these people who have left the camps or have family members or they've gotten in touch with them now we're starting to hear about it Mm -hmm. but this has been going on for a long time and it's really awful yeah i would really like to do a deep dive on that maybe we could do like a mini episode i think that would be a really good idea um because i don't think i know enough to speak on it i know that this is something that having grown up in a very christian household and especially having done mission work and and whatnot um they pointed a lot to especially like in communist countries uh during communist regimes that you would have to renounce your Christian faith or basically yeah. any faith at all. But yeah. of course they focused on Christianity. On um, and so I wonder if it's something similar that's happening it right now. It kind of seems like it. Um, this man called Rushan Abbas, whose sister is Dr. Gulshan Abbas, who is among the detained, says American companies importing from these places should know these products are made by people being treated like slaves. So it really is interesting how they are trying to mask it and disguise it as something that it's not, which makes sense. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's really awful. I do really want to know more about it, but I wanted to at least get it out there. Yeah, it sounds like Islamophobia mixed with, like, late-stage capitalism, which is really uh, horrible. Yeah. And terrible. It's really awful. And, like, luckily now it's starting to get some more attention. They were saying that there were just hundreds and hundreds of cameras and reporters outside one of these factories in Hotan, China, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, this needs to be talked about and publicized much more. So I would encourage you guys to do more research. Right. I'm definitely going to do more research. But I yeah. at least wanted to – I told my friend that I was going to talk about it and – then I started reading about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I, there's way more. Like, I think this it's is something more that than I can do right is now. worth doing a little bit of a deep dive on, especially because this stuff in the American media doesn't get shown as much. No. Um, partially because the Chinese economy is so huge, and we rely yeah. on them so much uh, to help keep our economy going yep. that we, I think, hesitate quite often. Um Behind the Bastards has a really good episode on how Hollywood kind of facilitated the Nazis during the 30s and 40s. And a big part of that was because we didn't want to isolate the German film market because we, you know, they bought our movies. I just started watching Veep last night and it's talking about how they don't want to make the plastics mad. They don't want to make the people who who work in plastic mad. Right. Well, I mean, any of that. I mean, it's, it's, you know... It's all capitalism. It's yeah, like exactly. you can't upset the Saudis because we need their oil. You can't yeah. upset China because we need their, you know, market. Yeah. So um, we don't always get the full story on all of these things. So it is yeah. something worth taking a much closer look at. Definitely. For sure. So just had to bring it up. Yeah. Sorry, I don't you. have more information. No, I mean, we'll look into it. Okay. We'll look into it. It's good to, you know, kind of start that conversation. Okay. Um. Okay, so... Michael Flynn. Do we remember Michael Flynn? <laughs> Michael Give me a refresher. Course. So Michael Flynn kind of kick-started the Russia investigation. It was a while ago. I know yes. a lot has happened in the Trump administration yes. since then. But he resigned from the White House 
uh, in February of 2017 amid accusations that he misled cabinet members about his contacts with Russia. He was the first of five aides to President Trump to plead guilty in the special counsel investigation of Russia interference in the 2016 presidential election. Um, and he admitted in December of 2017 that he lied to federal agents. And so since then, he's been cooperating with the investigation with Robert Mueller. I say that he's been cooperating, but he was like, yes, I'm guilty, pled guilty. And then after that was kind of like, but I didn't know what I was doing because the FBI coerced me into saying this or that. It's the same thing as like um, Cohen, who's like... Donald Trump made me do it. Right. But this is even weirder because it's like he was the national security advisor. And basically we are, I mean, girl, you know what you're doing. He's admitted to being guilty to colluding with Russia. Yeah. And his defense, it was basically like, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to lie to the FBI, (laughs) which is like, um, how? Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? So basically Robert Mueller had said that he was going to give a recommendation of no jail time to, like, three months or something like that because he cooperated so fully with the Mueller investigation. So a lot of people on the right that kind of, like, stoked their belief that Michael Flynn hadn't done anything wrong. They were kind of like, well, he didn't do anything, obviously. He didn't know. Mueller is saying that he's he's recommending no jail time, so he's going to be fine. This is a massive miscarriage of justice, right? So... But Centoya Brown is fine. (laughs) Still bitter. I mean, it's really (laughs) upsetting because it's like these white-collar criminals essentially can get away with anything. Anything! Even if it means selling out your own country. Yeah. He was a national security advisor working in the White House. For real. Colluding with Russia. So... um, The judge uh, was a guy named Emmett G. Sullivan, and he said... Because he went in to be sentenced, and this judge was basically like... I have the the end say in this. Yes, so you do. So whatever Robert Mueller suggests, whatever everybody else suggests, they thank you for your suggestion, but I am yeah. going to make the decision here. Yeah. So he said, quote, I'm not hiding my disgust, my disdain for this criminal offense. Um, and then he went on to say, all along you were an unregistered agent of a foreign country while serving as the national security advisor of the United States. Arguably, that undermines everything this flag over here stands for. Arguably, you sold your country out. Yeah. And then he said, I can assure you, if you proceed today, you will not receive a sentence of, you, uh, will not receive a sentence of incarceration. Wait. What? <laughs> oh, Sorry. I cannot assure you, I cannot assure you, if you you proceed today, you will not receive a sentence of incarceration. So basically he told him, um, listen, if you want, if you and your team want to move forward right now, you are probably going to see jail time. Yeah. Your alternative to that is that you continue working with Robert Mueller for the next three months and then we'll reevaluate your sentence at that time. So his team was like, okay, we're going to keep working with Robert Mueller for the next three months. I mean, they've been working with him for a very long time, yeah. so I don't know what else... That doesn't really seem like a punishment. Well, I don't really know what else he could have to offer yeah. at this point, unless they think he's holding something back, and if they threaten jail time, he might let that go. Like, let that out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But it's just... It's very interesting because it's coming at a time with... Trump and his administration where 
I'm sure they're starting to feel a tremendous amount of unease. Yeah. Right now, so I think it was just this week, yeah. the Trump Foundation um, has been shut down for criminal activity. Yeah. As has the Trump University. Both yeah. have been shut down. And, like, I heard something where it's, like, Trump and his family and his children cannot, like, have charities anymore. Well, they've like relinquished that right to them to like good because they weren't charities charities in the first place. Exactly, but it's like how big of a piece of shit do you have to be for them to be like you can't raise money for people? The kind of piece of shit that used charities as a scheme to make money. I know. So, so yeah, the Trump Foundation and Trump University have both been shut down due to criminal activity. Where the fuck was Trump University? That was that whole, like, online university thing where a bunch... It was, like, a class action lawsuit. One day, one night, Saturdays, all... Sorry, different... You didn't have that commercial? No, (laughs) ma'am. National American University? I have no idea what that is. One day, one night, Saturdays, all right, online's just fine, nighttime, anytime, get your degree, (laughs) set yourself free. National American University. Guys, Keegan's face right now is pure horror. I mean, I imagine Trump (laughs) University is something like that. Something equally as horrifying. Trump University. Nope, 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 nope. No, no. How about, what is it, the get your degree dot com that like weird I can afford college dot com com. that one thank you um so yes (laughs) this has been brought to you by oh god they better pay us (laughs) pay me um so Trump Foundation Trump University have both been shut down and his inauguration is currently under investigation for mismanagement of funds so um yeah so yeah it's a bad week for Trump is what I'm trying to say okay I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm super, I'm super okay with that. <laughs> but I can only imagine the panicked tweeting that is coming our way. Good. It's coming soon. I feel it. He's probably doing a lot of smocking. A lot right of now. smocking, yeah, to get those nerves Did out. Did you watch this week's SNL? Yes. Because they mentioned that. Yes, and I, I know. laughing so oh, hard. God. Dude, I mean, I just can't believe it's almost 2019. We're coming to the close of the year. I really thought we'd be much further along in. These Trump's, investigations, yeah, yeah just me like, too. He's gonna make it. Until I mean, he's the next doing election, everything. He's doing everything he can. He probably will. You know, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening, but it's not moving fast enough for but there to you know be what? any real. I'm almost. Action. I'm almost okay with it because I'm almost like. I feel like more real action will be taken once he's not present. Anymore. Yeah, I'm like, feel, we are in the home stretch. Yeah. We just need to get through it, keep investigating, but like, yeah. we need to just get through it. Because I feel like there's this hesitancy to arrest the president. Like, people have said it since the beginning where they're just like, it will like undermine our faith in our democracy. Like, we have any left. Yeah. But there's, right? there's exactly. a, a huge hesitancy to, um, charge the president with any like criminal misconduct. And I feel like as soon as he's not president anymore, it's going to be full steam ahead and we're going to see some Trumps in jail. So that's that's our hope. Let's get some Trumps in jail. Yeah, because Ivanka is also, um, she's the one who's like most culpable, I think, for the inauguration mismanagement. Because she's the one who they have proof of her having like sent emails. um, Emails, guys. Oh my gosh. Emails. Yeah. God, I never want to hear the word emails ever again. I know. It's super (laughs) fun. Okay. Just don't send emails. So, do you have... No, I just have my good thing. I have two more things. Hold on just a second. Oh, my Jesus. Okay, so one of the things is, and this is kind of light and we can, like, move off. I mean, it's not light, but it's short. Okay. Um, 
Pete Davidson. Have you been yes. keeping up with him at all? A little bit. I heard that he posted some stuff on social media that was really troubling. Yes. So he... There's been kind of a back and forth. Of course, Pete Davidson has been very open and vocal about his issues with mental yeah. health. He is, I believe, and if I'm wrong about this, I'm sorry, but I believe he's like bipolar. bipolar. Yeah, that's what I remember. Hearing. Yeah, he's bipolar and he has depression amid other um, issues. Mm-hmm. And he has had suicidal um, thoughts in the past, which he's yeah. been very open about. And I think his breakup with Ariana Grande was very difficult for him. Yeah. And her fans have been very Very hostile to him for no reason. Yeah, and I don't get it. And she even kind of, like, in her song, Thank You, Next, kind of, I felt like tried to kind of smooth things over a little bit. Well, she's come out and said, like, everyone needs to just leave him alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And I understand if you're... Going through a breakup with someone as famous as Ariana Grande, it's going to be really tough, no matter what. You know what I mean? But um, I do think she's done what she can to try and soften that. Um, But so what happened was, I guess, Kanye West was saying some shit on Twitter. And then Ariana Grande was like, hey, because he was starting a fight with Drake. And then Ariana Grande put something on her Twitter that was like, I know two men are fighting right now. Two grown men are, like, having a fight right now. But me and Miley Cyrus are about to drop our singles tonight. So maybe... Yes, I saw that. Look at what the women are doing over here. Yeah. And Kanye, like, clapped back at her being like, stop trying to, like, distract from mental health problems. And then Pete Davidson kind of stood up for Kanye West and was like, um, thank you, Kanye, for, like, trying to bring mental health to the forefront of like conversation. What was he arguing what was Kanye and Drake arguing about? I have no idea. Was it about mental Probably health? Probably something stupid. No. Um but in you know how Kanye's train of thought goes. It's like it yeah. goes from one thing to another. So Drake was had dissed him on something or whatever and then he had said he just said something about his mental health. It was kind of in a series of tweets, much like what our president does. Right. So um so Pete Davidson kind of defended Kanye Pete Davidson kind of defended Kanye West in that situation, and then Ariana Grande's fans came for Pete Davidson, as they always do. So then Pete Davidson put a thing on Instagram that said, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do was help people. Just remember I told you so. And then shut his Instagram down and turned his phone off. So it's horrifying. People were blowing his phone up. Ariana Grande, I think, showed up at SNL. Yeah. Um, they did a wellness check on him because they were worried about his yeah. mental health. And I think the next night he made like a very short appearance on SNL. So people kind of like knew he was okay. But Lauren Michaels came out and was like, We are um cutting his uh sketches for now. Because we really want him to focus on his mental health. And we're going to send him, like, somewhere to get him help. Because everyone on SNL was, like, they're, like, we're really protective of Pete. We love him. And we just want him to, like, be well. He just seems like such a love. I don't know. I have such a soft spot for him. I do, too. I do, too. Because... I, you and just I can't. really liked him and Ariana. I Ariana did too. I did too. We were totally rooting for them. I was here. shipping them, but it's like you know they're two dumb kids, and like that's what it. happens. But I, I do wish the best for him. I hope that he yeah. can recover. I know it's difficult, and sometimes I forget how young he is. 
And I need to yeah, be reminded. Yeah, that's right. How old is he? He's only like 24. Yeah. He's young, you know, 23 or 24. Um, okay, yeah. sorry. I just have one more thing before we get to your really, really good thing. Okay. Ready? Okay. Ready. <laughs> so on my other podcast, My Worst Date, we briefly brought up, Cassie briefly brought up a feud between Jessica Simpson and... Natalie Portman. And I was like, what? Yes, I read about that. So I was confused about it. And then I was like, <laughs> okay. Because I, I heard that perspective and I was like team Jessica Simpson because what happened was like Natalie Portman made some comment yeah. about Jessica Simpson having been in a bikini when she was still a virgin yeah. Yeah. on the cover of a magazine. And it seemed like kind of a derogatory statement. And so I Agreed. was like, okay. I am going to do a little bit of a deeper dive on this to see what's really going on here. So Give us the dirt. So, I guess Natalie Portman had said something in an interview recently about how she was very confused growing up. And I understand this. She said she was very confused growing up because we were presented this virgin, this, like, version of womanhood. Yeah. In, you know, virginity was highly praised yes. in the early 2000s. You had Britney Spears... Jessica Simpson, you know. Yeah. It was one of those things, but it was it was also fetishized. And she Very. was like, I wasn't sure how I was supposed to feel about um, someone being a virgin and then also being, like, on the cover of whatever. Right. I feel like, because I remember reading that part, too, where I feel like it. she wasn't trying to diss Jessica Simpson. I think that, you know, as soon as you mention somebody else's name and you give a right. specific example that it can feel like a personal attack— but I understand where she's coming from, where it's like we didn't understand the images that we were receiving when we were younger. Right. So I, in doing this deeper dive, I think I am team both of them. Yeah. And that's something else that I want to bring up about, like, when people are like, Feuding. Jessica Simpson and Natalie Portman feud. And I'm yeah. like, this is not a feud. Yeah. I, I don't understand why the media wants to pit women against each other in this way. Because but, they love it. Because, they love yeah, to see it. Yeah. They love to see women fighting and, like, being, you know, catty. So... Jessica Simpson responded and she said, I was disappointing I was disappointed this morning when I read that I confused you by wearing a bikini in a published photo taken of me when I was still a virgin in nineteen ninety nine. As public figures, we both know our image is not totally in our control at all times and that the industry we work in often tries to define us and box us in. However, I was taught to be myself and honor the different ways all women express themselves, which is why I believed then and I believe now that being sexy in a bikini and being proud of my body are not synonymous with having sex. Exactly. I have always embraced being a role model to all women and to let them know that they can look however they want, wear whatever they want, uh -huh. and have sex or not have sex with whomever they want. Mm -hmm. The power lies within us as individuals. I have made it my practice to not shame other women for their choices. In this era of Time's Up and all the great work you have done for women, I encourage you to do the same. Yeah. And um, Natalie Portman responded. Let me find it. She responded and said, I completely agree with you that women should be allowed to dress however a woman should be allowed to dress however she likes and behave however she likes and not be judged. I only meant to say I was confused as a young girl coming of age in the public eye around the same time by the media's mixed messages about yeah. how girls and women are supposed to behave. I didn't mean to shame you and I'm sorry for any hurt my words may have caused. I have nothing but respect for your talent and your voice and that you use uh, and your voice that you use to encourage and empower women all over the globe. Yeah, I just feel like that's a misunderstanding. I think like, it's, it's a not misunderstanding. a misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding, and 
we need to accept both sides and move on. And it's not an attack on Jessica Simpson. It's an attack on the way the media But I can portrays. see how she could read that I, and abs- see it. Absolutely. But I'm glad that it was addressed and I'm made team right. both parties. Exactly. I think they and both it was had great responses. Brought up. It was mature. It's fine. We're not in a Katy Perry, Taylor Swift situation. Right. Then. I mean, and I think that it opens up a bigger conversation that we do not have time for right now. But, like... This whole idea of the modesty myth about, yeah. like, if you you have to be modest in order to be pure, when really, like, being a virgin and also being, you know, modest in what you wear, they're not... They're not synonymous. Mutually exclusive yeah. in, in any way. And so I think it's important that it's brought up like this. Yeah. Um, but I also understand Natalie Portman's point in that the media tries to spin things one way or another and fetishizing yeah. virginity and all that stuff. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, I watched a really great movie. I started it last night, finished it today. I'm in love with it. It's called Dumplin'. I watched it. I watched it two nights ago, <laughs> drink it a can of wine, and cried all the way through. Love it! Okay, so here's the storyline. Willow Dean Dumplin', the plus-size teenage daughter of a former beauty queen, signs up for her mom's Miss Teen Blue Bonnet pageant as a protest that escalates when other contestants follow her footsteps, revolutionizing the pageant in their small town, Texas town. In their small Texas town. So, starts out, she's got this rad aunt. They're both plus-size ladies, children, women. And they love Dolly Parton. I loved all the Dolly Parton. Oh, Parton. yeah. Blah. I mean, I like low-key, high-key, like, country music. Like, a lot of people oh, yeah. don't, like... Like, like to admit good that they country like country music, music but like good I do. Co- Dolly, come on. Yeah, of course. How could you not? It's Dolly. Good feelings. I love Dolly. Okay, so, it's just... I felt nothing but great feelings this entire movie, especially all I could think of. How is the same network airing this so body positive, person positive film? And then they also put out Insatiable this year. I'm like, how? Because literally Netflix will air anything. Anything, yeah. Like, I work... I, I work doing, um, you know, building some movies for Netflix or building some titles for Netflix to put up on, on certain sites. Yeah. And when I was doing that, I was seriously like, oh, my God. The reason why they have some major hits, like yeah. Stranger Things or Dumplin' or yeah. any of those, is because they say yes to everything. So yeah. they have, like, a lot of crap. Yeah. Like, Insatiable. They and then do. they have a lot of, like, really amazing stuff, too. It was so good. So yeah. this this woman, Danielle McDonald, plays the lead role. She was stunning. Her portrayal was beautiful. She's oh my Australian. God, amazing. And her accent was on she point. Was a, she was very, very good. She was so yeah. good. I loved Jennifer Aniston in this role. I just... The older Jennifer Aniston gets the more I love her. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. She just is, like, so good. And she's not this, like, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, she is still Jennifer Aniston, but she just the way she looks and everything, she's just a little bit more relatable, even though in this movie she was supposed to be still very unobtainable, very different than her daughter. Glamorous, you know, got along better with the beauty pageant girls, didn't really understand her daughter or her sister who had passed away. And I just found it to be such... A cool movie. I loved the main character's friendship with her friend Ellen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved her badass responses to the boys calling her fat. And even, like, it was interesting to see her growth, too, because there's another character, Millie, who's heavier, and she's like, I may be fat, but at least I'm not clueless, who just kind of, like, 
is unaware. She's like, I real, I'm gung ho on this pageant thing. I'm gonna do my workouts with the girls. I'm gonna do the whole thing. And she's and Willow Dean is like, what are you doing? And you know, kind of chastises her for it. But then as they go along, you know, they become friends, and she starts to see that like you can really enjoy those things as long as everybody's getting a chance to do what they want to do. Right. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Like, we've had this conversation before about, like, just because you like maybe traditionally or classically feminine things, that doesn't make you less of a feminist. Exactly. And it's kind of the same situation happening here. Yeah, that you can... I think that there's a lot of things wrong with pageants. Oh, uh, yes. But I think (laughs) that the movie portrayed a really great message that if you care about what you do and people... People will be more welcoming to you because you are who you are. And the girl ends up, like, getting... Sorry, spoiler. She ends up getting first runner-up. That Not the main character. She gets disqualified. But Millie, the other heavier girl, gets first yeah. runner-up. And But Dove Cameron's character, of course, wins first place. You know? So there's still that kind of, like, maybe they're not completely, like, but willing life. to give over. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's life. And, um... <clears throat> Yeah, I, my mom had texted me last week, and she was just like, you have to watch this movie it's on Netflix. So it's so good. And so earlier this week on Monday night, I was like, I have free time to myself. I'm going to, like, lay on the couch, crack open a can of wine, and yes. watch this movie. And I was a little surprised by how affected I was by yeah. it. It was so beautiful, and it really did demonstrate so many different facets of... Um, not just womanhood and what that means, and especially, like, trying to figure all of that out in high yeah. school. But also, you know, there was the introduction of drag queens yes. in the movie. And the way that they were presented and was so positive. And such a small town. Yeah. And everything like that. I love the girl, I think her name was Hannah, where they're doing her talent. And she's like, hey, hey, ho, ho, patriarchy has got to go. I was like, yes, Jennifer Aniston's like, that's not a talent. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? Isn't that what we do on a weekly basis, It Keegan? is. Yeah, listen, she that's should just start a podcast. Basically and... what sh- we're doing. Yeah. It's great. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I loved it so much. I can't wait to read all the trivia on it on IMDb. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a beautiful film. I would fan. definitely watch it again. It it was that Oh, good. for sure I would watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. What uh, time are we at? 30. Oh, we're doing so good. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you've been so good about sending us questions for our Ask Me Anything. We really need them in. We have a little bit less than a month. We want them in by January 14th. So if you want to send us questions, please do. Please send them in by that time. The more the merrier. Even if we get some repeat questions, totally fine. Um, Your participation so far has been wonderful, so just keep it coming. Even if you've sent us stuff already and you think of more, go for it. Send it to us again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you have any Sister Solidarity stories or coming out stories or movies that you've been enjoying lately or any suggestions for episodes for us for the podcast, please write in to us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram. If you are a new listener from Instagram, welcome and hello. Oh my God, hi. Um, You can reach out to us, DM us uh, there at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can also submit your pets for our Feminist Pet Friday. Pet Friday. Uh, we're very excited to be getting some of those. And yeah, posting. send in your pet's name. Send in a little something about them. We'll make a little cute little picture with a caption on it and yeah. post it on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you would like to 
rate and review us. You That'd can do swell. so on iTunes. It would be amazing. You can also do it on Facebook. Yep. We have a Facebook business page that you can rate and review. And you can also join our Facebook group. Yes. Uh, we also have a rarely looked upon Twitter. Yep. If you would like to follow us there for whatever reason, <laughs> you can do so at Yamf Podcast. Y A N F Podcast. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Well. All right. Well, with all that being said, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.